What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 15 of season one. We are winding down the year. This is probably one of the most consecutive things I've ever done and actually put out, although they're going to put out on Saturday sometimes, I will say that. Uh, but you know what? We're doing pretty consistent here. Uh, and yeah, it's been a good week. We have a lot of news to talk about. Uh, but Clay, uh, first, th first things first, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, today was a little bit of a slow day, like it's always been for the past forever. But uh, we actually had like a surprise, like potluck, apparently, and they brought us food. Okay. So we nice. didn't have to go get lunch or anything. I brought spaghetti and I completely forgot it in the fridge. I just remembered that. Oh, I've done. <laughs> and you're offered through the next three days? Yep. Yeah. Ouch. All right. Yeah. No, I've actually, of course, that happens on the day I'm not at work. <laughs> Uh, of course. But luckily, you know what? I didn't have to buy anything yesterday, so I'm kind of cool with it. Uh, but yeah, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I know you don't care about that. You want to hear Batman news? Uh, well, we have some of the biggest and most, I guess, I probably the most talked about this week news. And we're going to clear it up for you. Because if you're not somebody that just, if you just read headlines on Twitter or you read freaking, I literally saw this in PewDiePie. He was like, oh, Joker's getting a sequel? And it was in his video. I was like, no, he's not. Like, God, read the <laughs> read headlines. The, I read the article. I know, for real. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just like we're saying that, guys, if you've been seeing this Joker sequel is a go at WB headline or any variation of that, yes and no, I guess. And we, so let's just go ahead and break it down from step one. The Hollywood Reporter, who has a very good track record of breaking news, said that Joker 2 is in the works and that Todd Phillips has plans for, I guess, the black label, pretty much, right? Yes. Is the, that, that, that the gist of the article? Basically saying that he has pitched to WB several different DC villain stories. Now, yeah. that was the first story that came out pretty early in the day. Like, first thing in the morning, yeah. all I saw was Joker 2, Joker 2, Joker 2. Mm -hmm. And I even... I got it sent to me by a friend. I even... Like, he was like, yeah, it's happening. I even retweeted it, and I was like, man, this is unfortunate. And I know a lot of people were like, yeah. what are you talking about? It made billion dollars, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And we've said it here on the podcast before when we were talking about how when, you know, the review that we did and then several conversations afterward, we are in the boat of not necessarily wanting a sequel. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. And so yeah. when this news hit, it was just like, I mean, if everyone, Joaquin Phoenix, Todd Phillips, everybody else, cast and crew is saying, mm. okay, fine, let's do this. Then, okay. Then that's what I want. But if yeah. it's WB saying, Todd Phillips, you have to make a Joker too. And then Joaquin Phoenix says, yeah, I'm out then like it's not gonna be worth it yeah and yeah, i've heard and some some crazy things of like oh but what if they started making all of these black label joker stories and it's all a different joker every single time that's gonna be yeah. kind of annoying yeah no i would definitely hate that idea i don't like the idea of a sequel period because I thought it was a great story that should have stand alone. Yeah. And I love the idea that it broke a billion dollars without having 10 years of build like Endgame. And or any other without franchise. China. Yeah. And without China. That China easily adds like 100 to $200 million. Yeah. So this thing could have $1.2 billion right now. And I loved it. And it is the highest grossing superhero movie of all time. Highest grossing or comic book movie. Movie Same. as well. 
So like I love that everything is dids, but it it you know it sucks because you know Hollywood is it just sees the money, doesn't care about anything else, doesn't care about the creative direction, anything like that. And that's um, the thing, money talks. But, money definitely does talk, yeah. and I understand when people are saying, "Hey, let's go ahead and make a sequel for other movies," you know that are like you would never expect there to be a sequel, but if yeah. they see that the general audience loved it enough, they're gonna try to push a second one. That's just how like we need to understand, and people need to understand. That Hollywood is still a business, and they're in it for the money. So that's yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, and that's why everything gets remade and no original ideas come out. Because you guys don't go watch original ideas. You just want to see the nostalgic stuff and the same thing over and over. Uh, but anyway, Prime example, Disney Plus. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but so... You know, I, I'm not a fan of the sequel, but again, I wasn't someone that was a fan of the first one. Like, I didn't want it. I didn't want it, yeah. but, you know, they proved me wrong, and they're like, yeah, here it is. It's a great movie, and I'm like, yeah, I'm stupid. This is a great, amazing movie that I didn't want, I didn't need, but I'm glad it happened. Uh, but anyway, so that aside, a couple hours after this report happens, Deadline, another reputable Hollywood source, says that this is not the case and that Todd Phillips hasn't pitched anything and there haven't been talks about a black label DC film, uh, you know, banner or anything, or just, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Universe. Um, but yeah, so and so that's two really reputable sources contradicting each other. So at this point, I mean, even in an interview, like even in an article on BatmanNews.com, they were like, well, I guess it kind of just goes up to who you want to believe more. Yeah, because they're both so solidified. This isn't like comicbook.com and we got it covered, or, you know, or bleeding like, cool, you know? like bleeding cool. Yeah. Now, now we we have been getting a whole lot of information comics wise from bleeding cool that has been correct. But once upon a time, bleeding cool was one of those websites where you're just like, eh, we'll wait until Hollywood reporters at something. Yeah, exactly. So this was very interesting for me and Clay. We we're like, OK, well, we know what we're talking about on the podcast. Because there's two contradicting reports and, you know, we can kind of just go back and forth on this. Well, we don't need to do that because it turns out that Todd Phillips has actually responded to this and he has denied the reports of a Joker sequel. So I have the actual article pulled up here and this is what Todd Phillips has said to IndieWire. Uh, I can honestly say that there was no meeting ever that happened on October 7th where I marched in. Uh, and he's referring to marching into WB and talking like, hey, we got to make these movies. He said, first of all, if you know me and my career, that's not my style. I made a huge comedy at Warner Brothers, The Hangover, and I didn't suddenly become a comedy factory producer like, oh, you know, just turn out movies. Bradley Cooper and I have a production company at Warner's. I've been at Warner's for 15, 16 years. We have two things in development at all times, not 40 like some other people, which if Damn. you're ever curious on what he's meaning there is there's a lot of people like Tarantino or Spielberg that have their names on everything because it sells. And uh, that that's, you know, those are just their production companies. Tarantino might be the same, not the same one, but I do see his name everywhere. So, uh, but there are a lot of people out there that just put their name on everything to make the money, which, not going to lie, I'd probably do the same thing if I had money just to throw around. Like, that sounds like a cool idea. Here's some money. I'm a producer now. Um, but you know what? That's what, that's Phillips things here. And then he says, I'm not that kind of guy who goes marching in and says, I have these 40 titles. I just don't have the energy. And then going on to talking about whether the sequel is happening or not, he says, well, a movie doesn't make a billion dollars and they don't talk about a sequel. Joaquin Phoenix and I have publicly said that we're talking about, well, okay, we've been talking about a sequel since week two of shooting, 
because it's a fun thing to talk about. But the Hollywood Reporter article was referring to other things that we're uh, that were frankly untrue. I don't know how it gets started and if it's an assistant trying to gain street cred with a writer. Here's the real truth about a sequel. While Joaquin and I have talked about it while touring the world with Warner Brothers executives, going to Toronto, Venice, and other places, of course, we're sitting at dinner and they're saying, so you thought about it? But talking about contracts and there's not a contract for us to even write a sequel, we've never been approached, we've, okay, we've never approached Joaquin to be in a sequel. Will that happen? Again, I just think the article was anticipatory at best. So basically, Todd Phillips is saying that, of course, people at WB are talking about it because it's made a billion dollars. If somebody makes a billion dollars, why wouldn't you try yeah. to make Why wouldn't you capitalize Basically, on it? Basically, think, think of this as, you know, you and a good friend, you know, are hanging out and you're wanting to go see said movie. And they're like, mm -hmm. oh, well... I don't have any cash on me. And then walking down the mall, you freaking find 20 bucks on the floor. And he's like, hey, 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 you got 20 bucks yeah. now. You got 20 bucks now. You want to go see that movie? You want to go see that movie? You want to go see that movie? That's basically what WB is doing to Todd Phillips. They're like, hey, hey, just so you know, you made a billion dollars. Yeah. Like, you, you, And also, with all of this talk with Joker possibly not really getting a sequel, talks of all this and that, Reports have shown that he contracted at the very beginning of the of the development of this movie Joker that he was going to get ten to thirteen percent. Really? Yeah. Wow. Thinking that at best it would probably make maybe double, maybe. Yeah. He yeah, came out insane. of that with a hundred million dollars. That's insane. And that means Bradley Cooper probably gets a cut of that too, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, you know, because he was part because his name was in the credits. Yeah. Yeah. And that's their production company. So yeah, I mean, it why would this movie I don't I haven't looked at the numbers recently, but this movie has almost made a hundred has almost made a billion in profit because it only cost about sixty two point five billion, I mean million to make. Yeah. So this if this thing ends up finishing at one billion sixty two point five it literally makes a billion dollars in profit, which is insane. So why the hell wouldn't WB want to do this or try to make other crazy movies like this? Now, I think me and Clay have talked about this on the podcast. If not, we've definitely talked about it in person. But if they are going to start doing other movies like this, we don't want them to all be like the Joker because that is it's perfect for the Joker. I don't think any other character can pull off movies like this. Now, we do want to see stuff like Gotham by Gaslight, and Red Sun and those type of movies. Yeah, we were talking about that at work. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those movies would be really awesome because you could still make them as dark or gritty and not have to follow like a DCE universe or whatever. And uh, I think people would love those things. You can cast a black Batman if you wanted to do that, or you know, you can cast a black. Yeah, Superman and kind of like how I was movies. saying, you know, the really the only reason why DC or WB, well, te technically DC. The only reason why DC should go or any director, producer, whatever, should go to Warner Brothers saying, hey, I want to go on this black label superhero line is if that story cannot 100% be in a connected universe, then throw it on there. 
that's the way I think of this. Because if it can be connected in a some sort of like... Because here's the one thing that people have tend to forget. We heard about a trench movie. Yeah, of, I still don't want that. <laughs> no, but the thing is, now we have outlets like Black Label and we have outlets like HBO Max. So that trench movie could easily just be thrown into Black Label and not yeah. necessarily connect, but kind of. Because it was yeah, a concept, it that. was a concept from an, a DCEU movie, but mm-hmm. they just throw it in a Elseworld Black Label story, and it stands alone. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we are. Th- uh, this hasn't been confirmed, but apparently, and I'm really, really hoping this is the case. Steven Spielberg's next movie is supposed to be Blackhawks, and <sighs> no, if you don't know what this is. It is basically just like a World War II kind of movie. It's a group of... If you want to know more, Juice actually has a video on it. Yeah. Yeah, I do have a video on this on my Back from the Box channel where uh, it's just basically, you know, a band of misfits that are, you know, in this wartime just epic and they are uh, going out and killing Nazis. And it's really awesome, but it also, like, can be... If you do it in the vein of Saving Private Ryan... In a DC universe, this would be amazing. If you want to tie it into the DCEU, you could have a Wonder Woman sneak peek or cameo, which would be really amazing because yeah. she lives forever. I mean, we just heard, and we'll be talking about this in a little bit, Black Adam is going to have the JSA. You could have the JSA make a cameo in Black Hawks to tie it to the DCEU. Or you could just say, fuck all that, and make a Black Label you know, Black Hawks movie, yeah. which would be really awesome. Having a timepiece so, like that would be great. Yeah, and I think, you know, DC would be dumb to not make a... I I would call it Elseworlds. Don't even call it Black Label. Just call it Elseworlds because that's a title everybody knows. And it might bring, you know, people interested in reading comics because they're like, what is Elseworlds? And then you go to a comic shop and be like, oh, this is a whole shelf of Elseworlds books. And And I'm I'm going to go ahead and say this because it definitely helps that Disney Plus and Disney right now is developing a what-if story. For Mm -hmm. Disney Plus, this will give a lot of general audience the idea of, okay, this is what would have happened. So it's playing on that concept of the what if Elseworld thing, because right now, you know, HBO Max is not a thing yet, and it doesn't really seem like WBDC is really planning on doing that kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. if this black label does you know, move forward and start to turn to something, I would love for it to turn into a Elseworld label. Yeah. And the Disney Plus audience would be like, okay, this is just like Disney's What If or Marvel's What If. Let's go see it. And that would bring a whole other audience into the theaters. Yeah. And if you wanted to do an end game type thing in 10 years or whatever, after you've fleshed out the DCEU, you just do a multiverse story. It won't be like the one in the comics, but you could be like, look at all these different worlds out there and show clips from every freaking movie. Yeah. Be like, Oh my God, could they all be in one movie together? And boom, there's your end game freaking type movie right there. You know, on your left, Batman. Oh oh shit. All these people are coming (laughs) out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Uh, But you know, like you could do. See, I would, I would really like, it would be really dumb, but if all I hear is, on your right, Batman, and you just, like, <laughs> instead of on your left, you just see on your right, and it's all these freaking heroes, that would be funny. Yeah. But, 
It, you know what? It would be on your right, and it would just be like Damien. Yeah, I'm here. That's it. <laughs> like, it would just be just just Batman and Robin against the universe. Uh, like that's what they would do. Like, what do you think? We need a whole army of people to help us beat these guys. Oh man, that would be a big fu right there. Uh, but yeah, so that's we wanted to go ahead and clear that up for you guys, ladies and gentlemen. There are no. There's at the moment are no plans for a Joker sequel, so you can just brush that aside. But just know if you are in hopes, if you are somebody that wants a sequel, there's probably like a 60% chance this is going to happen. But I think Joaquin is somebody that cares about scripts, and so is Todd Phillips. He knows he's not going to want to just throw out another movie. So this is something that you probably, if it is going to happen, won't happen for like, I don't know, three or four or five years maybe, because they're going to want to make sure that people would actually like the sequel because I don't think they're going to, they know that they're not going to be able to top it. So they need to make it just as good. So uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of uh, everything on that, but uh, moving from Joker to another DC movie. Uh, and this is uh, these next few things we're going to kind of run through really quickly. Cause there's not a lot of information, but a uh, suicide squad coming from James Gunn himself in one of his like Instagram stories that he constantly does. Uh, or actually, I think I saw this in an article that was taken from that. It might have been an Instagram comment. You should follow James Gunn on Instagram. That's all I'm saying, because he gives a lot, a lot of information about his movies. He's very active on says, Instagram. Yeah, for sure. But he said that Suicide Squad has the most practical effects in any of his movies. And I think he might have said all his movies combined. So That's that is crazy. pretty insane. Yeah, because granted, I mean, you know, when you're doing a Marvel movie, it is like CGI 90% of the time. So, you know, every explosion and, and he was in space. Obviously, all that has to be CGI. But uh, with Suicide Squad, it could be possible that we're going to be getting real explosions, you know, real costumes, real everything. And I'm kind of down with that. I mean, Star Wars has proven that practical effects is the way to go. And even in Suicide Squad, the movie wasn't great, but they did practical effects and it looked awesome. Won an Oscar. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But uh, yeah, so I'm glad that James Gunn is going with practical effects in this movie. I'm pretty sure WB is like, we're not going to do that CGI shit. So, you know, make sure you plan this out to be practical effects. And James Gunn says, this is his passion project. Like this is the one thing he's wanted to do. And so I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. I know that what's his name? Uh, Joe Kinnaman. Is that his name? That is playing Rick flag. Or is it Joel? Is it Kinnaman? Is that his last name? I think so. I forget his last name. He said that it's the funniest set he's ever been on or his funniest movie. And that kind of scared like me. Like he, he did but... make the statement. It feels like my first comedy. That was yeah. that was his one so, big comment that everybody will like freaked out about. Yeah, but I am hoping that it's just the scenes he's in because we have a theory that a lot of the people that are rumored in this movie die in the first five or ten minutes of this movie. Yeah, like we're thinking it's going to be a big mission. They're all going to die, and Amanda Waller's going to be like, crap, get the old team back together with a few new people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, you know, that's when you'll see Harley and all these other people show up. But, um, yeah, so maybe they're just shooting a really funny scene right now because, you know, Rick Flagg works in the Army still. Like, that's his job. That's his career. So he would be doing, you know, he would still be in the Suicide Squad watching over these people. So maybe all these new people die, and that's what he thinks is so funny. And then we'll get a serious movie. Again, if you are somebody that is scared by that, you're like, oh, I don't want it to be like Guardians of the Galaxy. Go watch Super by James Gunn. That movie starts off like an indie crazy comedy, and it ends so serious that you're just like, wow, I cannot believe this movie just ended that way. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for Suicide Squad. I can't, believe, I can't wait to see what happens. Also, he did make a comment that um, he didn't talk to Matt Reeves about who's going to be in his movies or whatever. 
and like he wasn't told he couldn't use anybody or anything like that. So then maybe there'll be a few surprises. Um, but that'll be pretty interesting. Crossing my fingers for Mister Freeze. Goes. Crossing my fingers. That would be awesome. Crossing by my... freaking Peter Capaldi. Yes, that's, that's definitely who I want. I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah. So uh, there's some Suicide Squad news, and then going on to uh, I guess we can talk about Black Adam a little bit, but as it is related to Batman, if you are a fan of Joker, which we just talked about, the cinematographer for Joker is actually going to be shooting um, Black Adam. So if you liked all the shots in there, you can expect Black Adam to look pretty pretty as well. Yeah. So I think that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, Clay says that uh, we got some information, though, about Black Adam. Yes, we uh, we had a Screen Rant actually talked to the man himself, The Rock, mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson. Uh, and he gave a little bit of insight, but he confirmed that we're actually going to be seeing the JSA, the Justice Society of America, in Black Adam. Now, this was something that was rumored more so because we heard that it was going to be a Black Adam Hawkman fight movie kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. it was more of, you know, kind of the people that have been really, really in-depth trying to figure out what this movie is. We have heard some rumors that this is going to be a Black Adam origin story that's going to be moving through time to pretty much get Mm -hmm. him to the present day because, of course, we eventually want him to face off between uh, himself and Zachary Levi's Shazam. Now, it has been said, I believe, earlier this week or even today that there isn't a set movie that Shazam and Black Adam will face off, but they are in talks of, of course, doing that. They are planning for it. But there isn't a definite like, oh, yeah, it's going to be in the second Black Adam movie. Oh, yeah, it's going to be in the Mm -hmm. second Shazam movie. It's not set in stone, but they are working towards that. So it is something to be excited about Um, because, of course, we there's no way DC wants to get rid of those kids yet. So they have to make another Shazam movie quickly. Um, I know that there was a Shazam 2 rumor like we're the, the two dates that WB had said. That, you know, their superhero movies were going to be put out. One of them was Aquaman. One of them was Shazam. And I believe that's yeah. like in 2022. So. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I don't think WB had a date scheduled for Black Adam. I think that just came out of nowhere. No, it so. is. There is a date for it. There was a date. Or, no, it's, I know that there is a date for Black Adam now. But when it got announced, I don't when think. It, when it was, was announced, like, no. Yeah. But uh, like within like three days or so after they announced it. Um, they had said that it's going to be in uh, 2021. So it is yeah. going to be in the same year of both Suicide Squad and Batman. Yeah. And don't be surprised if DC goes to the three movie a year uh, style. I know Marvel is about to go to four movies a year, yeah. right? Yeah. Or something like in that. In 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Which will be insane. But uh, because we do have Birds of Prey coming out in February. And with that... If it does well, apparently they want to fast track a Batgirl movie. So I would assume Batgirl would come out as early as 2022, which would make it the third movie in that year. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. I'm just really hoping that, you know, whatever Reeves does, he's branching out, you know, the Batman universe and we get Nightwing, Batgirl, etc. Um, For so yeah, there's sure. that. Speaking of Nightwing, though, we got a sneak peek for the Titans show suit for Nightwing, Clay. 
you are the Nightwing expert here. What do you think? I'm actually kind of upset. Uh, really? I'm upset because I wanted to see it in the show. Like we oh, okay. we had seen the very blurry pictures about like maybe a month or two ago. Yeah. Um, they were all like really really far pictures, so we couldn't really get a big, uh, like a high res photo of it until yeah. today. And I was just scrolling, and then all of a sudden it was like boom right there, and I was like, no! Yeah. I was so <laughs> mad. It's <laughs> like I wanted to see this yeah. in the show, but. Uh, you were a day away from. I was you. so <laughs> freaking close because I had already seen uh, another uh, suit that we are going to see in the episode that drops basically on the same weekend as as the show is going to oh, be what's her name, right? uh, Ravager. Yeah, uh, yeah. Deathstroke's daughter. I don't like how that that mask looks. Yeah, it looks That's weird, bad. right? It looks really yeah. weird, but it has like a bandana style. But because of the like mm-hmm. fabric, it just looks off. But I am super excited about this. Um, and of course, you know, whenever it comes to Nightwing and his suit, what's the one thing everybody wants to look at? Oh, uh, yeah. They showed his butt. They showed yeah. his butt on the Titans Instagram story. Uh, and they actually put an arrow and said, of course, the most important part. And it showed uh, and it was on a mannequin or whatever. But yeah. I did have to laugh about that because both Tom Taylor and uh, Nicola Scott, who is very famous for drawing Nightwing's butt um Mm -hmm. she made a joke about it as well um really excited about this this is something that everybody who is a like fan of the show has been looking forward to since the very beginning of season one when it was already announced that this was a robin story turning into nightwing so yeah which a lot of people thought we were getting it in season one so yeah you know it's interesting that you know people have been holding on uh they have been confirmed for season three already so we will be seeing a lot more of the Nightwing suit in the future and apparently a lot more Titans from what's been teased, which is pretty awesome. I will say that I finally caught up. The reason why we've never talked about Titans on this podcast lately is because I was not caught up. I was three episodes behind, finally caught up, and we found out, uh, or Clea told me in advance, but they changed the origin of Nightwing, and it is a Latino origin. So I'm totally yeah. down with that because we don't get shit. Uh, although I'm really hoping we get Blue Beetle at some point. Wait, is that rumored for next season, right? It's rumored it's rumored for next season. Yeah. Uh there was a stunt coordinator uh for Titans that posted a picture of Titan season three and he had pictures of Wally West, Roy Harper, uh Red Devil, Blue Beetle, Bumblebee, and there was one more. because uh, there was six. I can't remember who the sixth person is. But uh yeah, I don't know. You said Bumblebee. Yeah, I, right? Bumblebee. Yeah, Miss Martian. Uh, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Wally West. Wally West. Uh, oh, Red, and Red Devil. Red Devil. There was one more though. Oh, I don't know. Somebody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Um, but yeah, so there's gonna be branching out. Does that mean people are gonna get killed this season, or does that mean we're gonna have a bigger thing? There have uh been rumors that uh Hawk and Dove might get a spinoff. So that might be something where, you know, it goes off. Maybe, I was going to say, thing. maybe they leave the team, but, you know, yeah, they're still alive. Be... I hope they're still alive by the end of the season, dude. Like, yeah. I, I will yeah, admit. Yeah, no, they better be because Dove is big. I, like, am, I, need I am very much enjoying everybody on the show. Now, there are mm-hmm. uh, speculation that, you know, mm-hmm. they have been teasing something bad will happen. Um, so, yeah. like, there's speculation that at least one or two people will die at the end of the season. I really hope not because I'm actually enjoying every character in this show. So 
Yeah, no, I really like it too. And I, I really can't have Dove die. She almost died last season. I was like, no, my bae. Uh, so I don't think they'll do her like that. And I just, I just love seeing her, like her smile and her personality in that show. I just, I fucking love her. I love Donna too. Uh, unfortunately, she, unfortunately her storyline's not so happy go lucky this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just, uh, Titans have been a lot better. Um, a little less Raven and I'm, I'm golden with that show. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so those, that's been going That's what's going on in the entertainment news. Sorry, we're not talking about Batwoman or anything going on there. The crossover's coming up. Uh, we did see a sneak peek of Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne. It wasn't really a fantastic photo. It was just literally his shoulders like... and up was the picture. Yeah, and he had like a collar around it. So I'm assuming he is the uh, Kingdom Come. What is it? Uh, Kingdom Come uh, freaking Bruce Wayne. And maybe he'd get a bat suit. That'd be kind of cool. Like because an arm. It would be, so it would be like an armored yeah. bat suit. Hopefully. Like if you just see him put on the thing and maybe he dies. That would be a cool way to end that series. Like, he gives his life for this thing, you know? Yeah. Maybe he saves freaking uh, Arrow. And, like, because freaking Amel ruined it saying that there's going to be a happy ending somehow. So I was like, well, what? damn, guy. Yeah, what? he said that every Arrow friends would be happy at the end. So he's probably going to survive somehow. And, you know, him and what's her allicity is going to be a thing at the end of this. So That's kind of lame. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. If if Kevin Conway were to give his life to save the universe and in a bat suit, I'd be 100% down with that. Um, but we're going to go away from the entertainment news and we're going to jump over to comics. And uh, we're going to talk about Justice League, which didn't have a lot of Batman in it, but it had a big Batman contingency plan. Which, uh, if you don't know what's going on in Justice League right now, uh, basically the heroes have just been totally just dunzoed. They are gotten their ass. They kicked have been mopped. That is, yeah, they have been destroyed and they are beaten. And pretty much, they've even said they're like, uh, "We got no chance here, guys. <laughs> like, so we're just gonna fight and yay! Hopefully, we win." Um, but yeah, what did you think of the issue overall, Clay? Before we talk about you know, the actual I actually enjoyed this. Event. You know, I. You know, it's really hard for me to get super excited about DC Comics right now because of the rumored 5G and a lot of these stories are a little bit stale. But, yeah. you know, one thing that S- Scott Snyder is really good at is the term go big or go home, he lives by. I feel like every single one yeah. of his stories has really high stakes and he's always trying to one-up himself from each issue. Sometimes that gets annoying because sometimes it's just like, dude, when are we going to be able to breathe? When do these heroes get to take a break? But, you know, I do know that eventually there's going to be that high climax of the story. And whether he sticks the landing or not, we'll see. We don't get the ending of the story until January, but this story overall was really, really good. Um, I liked how Perpetua did all the villains dirty in this issue. Yeah. Um, literally made Brainiac furniture. Uh, to quote mm-hmm. Gorilla Grodd, he made him fucking furniture. Um, yeah. But it is uh, really, really on the nose for uh, the contingency plan. Because they teased it in yeah. the very beginning of the issue. Uh, talking about, and we'll say it right here. It deals with the actual embodiment of the Hall of Justice. And the whole thing about the ending of the story is Lex Luthor got the go-ahead from Perpetua to storm the freaking Hall of Justice with all of these apex predators. And, of course, what does he use? He uses the classic dome of the uh, Legion of Doom headquarters as a ship to go fight it. And 
Batman's like, okay, you want to bring your headquarters to us? Well, I might as well fight with my headquarters. And out of nowhere, he makes the Hall of Justice freaking lift off from the ground, and it's now a ship. Yeah. And one thing we should say about this is what they tease at the start of this is like they're talking about stone, and it is the lightest stone known to like alien races. I, th- I think he like said ever in I, the galaxy universe. I think he said universe or multiverse, one of the two. Yeah, it's the lightest rock in existence. Oh, okay. So, um, and you can just assume that it's the strongest as well. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so Batman, uh, you know, had Superman bring all of this, and they built the hall out of it. So it is a spaceship freaking made out of probably the strongest, lightest stone in all of the universe and uh, all the multiverse is what I should say. And yeah, that's how it ends. This thing just ends with a crazy Batman contingency plan. And we've just uh, yeah, this is what I live for. It's just (laughs) this is what Batman does. He does the most ridiculous stuff. And you're just like, yeah, that's Batman. Because he doesn't have superpowers. He doesn't have anything else. He just he is. He says it in this book, too. He is the smart guy that comes up with a plan. And at the moment, there are no plans. And, um, you know, I just that's what I've always loved about Batman. He's never given up. They, he he tells them literally he's like, this is time for a speech. Like, I guess I got to give a speech now. And he tells everybody that, yes, this is the future that has been shown, because if you're not reading Justice League, they have seen the future already. Yeah. And they know they lose. So they are basically the future is happening exactly how they saw it. And they know that they're all going to basically die or end or whatever. And Batman is like, all we can do is just keep fighting. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And, like, the whole point is that, like, Lex Luthor, they have always fought him as this evil villain that is, you know, just pure evil or whatever. And Superman says, we need to, what we need to do is just fight and fight and fight to show maybe the human side of Luthor, because he's technically a hybrid now, the good human side of Luthor, that, you know, humanity is still worth fighting for and we're still good and, you know, just show him that piece of humanity that is going to keep fighting for justice. And hopefully yeah. that'll turn the turn the tables. Now, the really cool thing that if you're not paying attention to this issue, it's really easy to skip is the fact that Martian Manhunter, somebody who has been absorbed by Lex Luthor, is actually talking yeah. to Lex throughout this whole thing with the villains being captured by Perpetua. So mm-hmm. I like how finally we're getting something from martian manhunter since he's been absorbed like six months ago so yeah which is gonna be what eventually turns the tide yeah for sure i mean i mean you can see that from far a mile away um he'll end up breaking out of lex and lex will go back to being normal or whatever the case is but um yeah i don't know so uh i thought the issue was cool i mean it ended on batman having a crazy ass contingency plan so i'm happy with it uh, but moving on from that, we're going to go to uh, issue number four of Batman and Superman. And it was funny because I went to the comic shop. I actually got this issue and it has Batman who laughs right on the front of the cover. And I was like, Ugh. I was like, God, I forgot about this guy. <laughs> and uh, because as I've met, I've mentioned it so many times on this podcast already. I just had enough of Batman who laughs. And we had a whole conversation at the comic shop about this. But I'm just like done. Like it's I finally feel how Batman non-Batman fans feel every time they're like, Batman's so OP, he has a plan for everything. I'm like, yeah, he has a plan for everything. And then freaking so does, you know, Batman Who Laughs just out-steps I was going to say, ten, a billion times. ten steps ahead yeah. of Batman. So, 
Yeah, and it's annoying. So I, I get how those fans feel now, but I still don't care because Batman's the best. But I'm just tired of freaking somebody being ahead of Batman so much. Uh, but what is happening in this issue, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, how did this start off? Oh, the last one ended with Blue Beetle showing up and he had just turned into being one of the evil, like, uh, I guess, what do they call him? The, the Justice League? They, Dark they call him the infected, but these individuals yeah. are being called the, uh, what is it called? It says it at the very end. Uh, they call themselves the Secret the Six. Secret Six. Which I'm pretty yes. sure is a team from Marvel, like way back in the day. Is it? I'm pretty sure. I don't know, because there was going to be a show that CBS was going to make. That was it. It wasn't. No. Isn't Marvel the Sinister Six? It's the Sinister Six, but. Yeah. I think DC has the Secret Six. Really? I think that's theirs. Because there was actually it had like Catman and Bane and all these other Oh, is that the it. original Secret Six? I think so. It is. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, right, you're to, right. You're yeah, right. You're right. They tried to reinvent it a few years back with um the ventriloquist, the female version. Yeah, that's and like right. some of those characters. Uh -huh. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the Secret Six. Um, yeah, so we actually get all of the reveals in this actual issue, which is crazy because as far as we knew, we only knew of Shazam and Gordon to this point. And then, of course, the last issue ended with uh, Blue Beetle. Then we ended up seeing Donna Troy, who's also infected, Hawkman, and then, of course, we'll find out later in the issue, Supergirl, which this yeah. makes up the whole Secret Six. And uh, so basically, this whole issue is kind of a fight. It's, uh, you know, the everybody's trying to infect superman he's supposed to be the main key from uh gordon is the one explaining all this and to infect the whole world to make them all batman who laughs type people are all infected they need to have superheroes with certain frequencies or something like that certain yeah. energies so if you remember back when dark knight's metal was a thing mm -hmm. there was a plan because we all knew that batman was missing and yeah. they finally found him in they they had a hunch that he was taken to the dark multiverse and yeah. superman said i need to go to the dark multiverse and i need to save bruce how do i do that well they had this really big contraption that mr terrific mr miracle and a whole bunch of other mm -hmm. people helped superman get to the other side to the dark multiverse this is they actually reference this in this story right here they're using the exact same machine to take a satellite aka the dark oh, multiverse yeah, yeah, yeah. the dark multiverse watchtower to come yeah, yeah, into yeah. this universe and that is what will create basically the dark versions of everybody so i yeah. i do like that callback uh so joshua williamson i'm glad you're paying attention uh and you're putting all that stuff so it was actually yeah. really really cool to do that i want to say again because I'm sure me and Juice will both say it constantly throughout this series. Marquez on art is still so fucking awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I want to see him get on a main Batman title. Like, I would really enjoy great. it. Or a main Superman title that's not written yeah. by Bendis. Yeah. Which we don't know when it will ever get. <laughs> um, but yeah. So like I said, this whole thing is just... A, it, the whole issue is pretty much a big fight. Like the whole issue... Batman rides a worm to try to help out and like actually. Yeah, fight and I actually Donna wanted Troy. to talk to you about that. So, okay. um, you know, we always hear references of the Batman animated series. 
Mm-hmm. These, if you ever see these exotic, crazy, freaking aliens in the Fortress of Solitude, this is actually a reference to the Superman animated series when oh, there really? was a collector type character that mm-hmm. wanted to collect both uh, Superman for being the last Kryptonian, and mm-hmm. he also wanted to collect Lobo for being the last Zarnian. I think that's what they're called. Uh, and there was all these other alien species that were the last of their kind. Um, mm-hmm. and eventually they beat that bad guy or whatever. And Superman had no place to take these aliens. So he was like, Hey, I'm going to take all these aliens to the fortress of solitude and I'll take care of them because they were endangered species around the galaxy. Oh, is this the same? Well, like, do they, sh- does he show this in that episode where wonder woman and Batman are going to give him a gift Yep. and like that little plant got out and like got on his chest? Yep. That's the same thing, right? Okay, yeah, 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 okay. I remember seeing he has, like, this big-ass, like, terrarium or kind of thing where all these things are living. Yep. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, but so, anyways, Batman and Superman are getting their asses kicked by this Secret Six, which is not all of them. And uh, they sent out, like, this sonar or this alarm yeah, that only so, Kryptonians so can hear. So, Gordon was like, hey, you know what? If you're not going to agree to get infected, then what we're going to do is we're going to set off these Fortress of Solitude alarms that only Kryptonians can hear. So, and even Donna, the infected Donna, is like, oh, who's going to show up? Is it going to be Supergirl? Is it going to be John? Yeah. Like, who's going to come? Who are we going to have to kill for you to be on our side? And, yeah. you know, I didn't even notice them, like, tur- actually turning it on. So when mm-hmm. Supergirl actually showed up near the end, it was like, oh, crap, I almost forgot about that. So, yeah. and she comes in in one of the most badass ways, helps Batman. Mm-hmm. But then also, they're about to infect Superman with this battering just coming up at his face. And Supergirl catches it like a boss. And then it shows one of the coolest panels, this panel where it has Supergirl in the middle and Batman and Superman on each side. Mm -hmm. It's probably my favorite panel of this entire issue. And then immediately Mm -hmm. after, it's probably the most like a detailed, awesome picture that I. it's like you see a little bit of the veins around her eyes. And... Her hand is bleeding. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) And she starts like she starts throwing. Yeah, she just starts hacking uh, this crap up and Shazam comes out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden she's infected. Yeah. And her infected design is awesome. I really like I like now I I enjoy it. I really like it. That panel. I don't like how it is drawn with all of them in the background. But the detail yeah. on both Batman and Superman in that panel are really nice. I, I really yeah. enjoy that. That would be actually... I want to see the black and white version of this. I want to see how this looks. Because I would buy a panel from this. Like, the Supergirl panel is really good. Man, Have you looked at him yet? I haven't. Like, oh, you're going to tip me to look at his freaking page. <laughs> Dang it. So if you guys don't know, me and Clay both have bought Marquez. What do they call proofs? Uh, artist where proofs. It's only one yeah. of a kind. Yeah, artist proofs. They're one of a kind of the pages. And these are the things that basically get scanned and then get made into the comic books. I own this awesome panel of Batman and Gordon on the roof with a bat signal. It looks beautiful. Clay owns the Jokerized. The Joker. Uh, the Jokerized Batman? Superman. He like busts Superman. through the wall and you see the Batman who laughs. You see Joker. But act- I mean, you see uh, Superman. But the yeah. my favorite part of that whole page is actually the Batman that's underneath and oh, the thinking? where he's like yeah. thinking and he has his fingers touching. Yeah. That is probably yeah. my favorite part. But just seeing that awesome Superman on there is actually really cool. Yeah. 
No, it's really great. So we we often look at Marquez's art because this is like a hundred and fifty to like three hundred dollars worth of just like yeah. pages and stuff. And uh, every time we see his stuff, he releases and it. And yeah, he said every single time an issue will release, he will also release the artist proofs for it. Yeah, so, so these are very tempting. Um, but they look, uh, I don't know, it looks pretty amazing. And I can't wait to see uh, some more of his stuff. But yeah, I mean, Supergirl, her catching that thing was just, it was awesome. And I mean, this is kind of stepping away from what we talk about a lot when it, I mean, talking about Batman. But that is how you write badass or you show badass women characters. Like, just have them do awesome shit like that. Yeah. Like, it's so good. And I will also say the one thing that has been a big gripe between both me and you with this whole entire series. I know we're only four issues in, but we've had an yeah. issue with this for every issue at least once. There has been some cringy dialogue. And honestly, yeah. there wasn't a whole lot in here. Like, I don't remember no. a specific point where I was just like, ugh. But, yeah. like, because there was a time where uh, Batman and Superman were we're talking and they're like, Oh man, like we're not going to survive this. Uh, are you mm -hmm. sure you, like Superman was saying, Batman, you, like when was the last time you sparred with Diana? And he's like, Oh well, yeah. You know, I've done it once or twice. And, he, and he's like, well, how did that turn out? And he smirked and said, Oh, I was beat to crap, but at least I survived. Yeah, He said he had bruises for months and he was like, I had bruises for months and I think she was holding back. Yeah. So and like, there was a small was really smirk, cool. but like for me, that is like, I felt more of like, oh, that is Batman, like Batman from Justice League Unlimited. Like, that's yeah. how I was like, kind of like, okay with it. And it played out well. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed yeah. that. So, yeah, there, there's Batman doesn't always need to be brooding. He just, it needs to make sense when he says the things that he says. Yes. And you can't just have him be like, oh, yeah, if I was in this fight, I'd be better. Uh, because that's stupid. Like, cause Batman doesn't underestimate people. But that's just that's banter with Clark. You know, their best friends, and Diana is their best friend as well. And so he's like, "Yeah, when's the last time you fought with her, man?" And he's like, "Yeah, she kicked my ass last time, bro." <laughs> like that's basically what it is. Um, but yeah, so I I enjoyed that issue. Uh, again, I'm not a big fan of the Batman who laughs, but I like where this story is going, and the art was amazing, and Supergirl's freaking just saving them. I I I was talking to Turk about this. I think. But this issue, the Supergirl showing up was very BVS Wonder Woman showing up to yeah. save Batman's ass. That was really awesome. And uh, so, yeah, that was really cool. But now we're going to go on to a, uh, a one-shot book that is, I think, pretty interesting. And it is the uh, Von Freeze, which this is actually from Batman White Knight. It's Batman White Knight Presents uh, Von Freeze. Now, this is written by Sean Murphy, but not drawn by him. It is drawn by Claus Jansen yeah. and Matt uh, Hollingworth, I think is how you say his last name. And um, yeah, so this book was actually really interesting because it was supposed to be a part of White Knight. And uh, Sean Murphy, I don't know if you read the ending, the epilogue at the back. I did he not He says that he it. just didn't have enough time. Okay. Yeah, so he just didn't have enough time, but he really wanted to make the story. So he was like, let me just put this in between, you know, Curse of the White Knight and consider it a one shot. And uh, it... It shows Batman and Harley, so they're actually, like, really, I guess they're friends at this point, because she's wearing her Jester outfit, just not wearing the mask, and at the end of it, he gets, like, this heirloom from his father that, you know, Freeze had. Um, but the whole story is basically the origin of Von Freeze, because if you guys didn't read Batman the White Knight, we found out that, you know, freaking Mr. Freeze was a Nazi, or at least his father was a Nazi, and so you're just like, oh, crap. 
And like apparently his father actually helped the Nazis with like freeze guns and stuff. Yeah. So it was uh, a really crazy story, and we got the whole origin of that. And uh, yeah, what were your thoughts on this, Clay? You know, because when I asked, hey, is this a necessary read? Uh, you said yes and no. So I was like, okay, I wasn't 100% with this book because whenever it comes to White Knight, I fully expect Sean Murphy's art. Sean Murphy's art yeah. is absolutely amazing. This did not super impress me, but once I started getting into the story, I got used to it, and it really fit the story well, just because of how yeah. dark the story actually is. So yeah, yeah. we see that, of course, he did grow up in Nazi Germany, and the uh, his father and this guy Jacob were mm -hmm. uh, they were scientists that were making cryo medical type. Uh, 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 inventions, experiments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it actually is why or how Bruce was safely uh, brought into Earth, yeah. you know, brought into life is because yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Freeze, Von Freeze, was actually able to help Martha with her complicated birth. So, mm -hmm. you know, or complicated pregnancy. Um, but it was actually a really interesting story. Whenever I saw that uh, Victor's father like started working with the Fuhrer, I was like, oh, like, because yeah. I, I saw they're like, oh, OK, this is very interesting. I wonder what's going to happen. And then like he turned his back and I was like, how dare yeah. he like this? We is... should point out that Von Fries's friend who that he was doing scientists with is Jewish. Yes. Yes. And that was so, the big like, thing. That's the big drama. And of this and story. so the whole point was that, OK, now I'm going to pretend that instead of just hiding you and be a criminal, I am now an officer and you were my slave, but not really. And mm -hmm. for a while it was actually working, but then, you know, things started going sideways. It wasn't working that well. They tried to escape and, you know, the power got to Von Fries's head. It clearly did. Yeah. And, they got into this tussle with a uh, camp that was outside the city, you know, just making sure that they, uh, you know, quarantine the city from Jews and all this. And, you know, it it goes sideways. Jacob gets shot. He ends up dying. Mm -hmm. And he tells Victor, hey, make sure and promise me that you'll take care of this child. Promise me that you will take care of Nora. And I was like, yeah, what? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, Von Fries actually, you know, feels bad about the whole situation. This was his friend for the longest time, helped him with so many experiments, basically raised, helped raise his child. So he yeah. decided, you know what, I'm going to help everybody escape. You know, I'm going to actually mm -hmm. help everybody escape, which he does. And the most badass way ever, he freezes everybody in that uh platoon or whatever in that platoon yeah and he freezes nazis yeah. like they should he be free he <laughs> freezes all of the nazis and then at point blank range in ice shoots them all dead yeah. i was like oh yeah, no he snap. shoots he the one he shoots is one of the soldiers was actually denying him yeah so he was trying to they actually get caught all the the like jacob and his family get caught and of course nazis are like take these jews to the camp and all this stuff and he's actually, uh, you know, Von Fries actually shows up. And he's like, hey, these guys escaped from my scientist lab. 
let's I need to bring him back. And he's like, no, 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 we're taking these as a quarantine people. He's like, I'm going to commanding officer. He's like, no, the Fuhrer will hear about this, blah, blah. So his like little cover is not working. And so that is the guy that yeah, Freeze shoots first, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it is. He actually takes the gun away from him and just blows his head off. And so I thought that was really cool. And it it, and, it um, jumps back, you know, when they finally escape, it jumps back, you know, because this is all a flashback, of course. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, now we see an, an adult Nora. We see an older uh, Victor talking to Thomas mm-hmm. because he works with Thomas now. Um, and Thomas gives him this pocket watch. And he says, yeah. well, you know, just because, you know, this is something that you you, you deserve. And the mm-hmm. whole thing about this is that Victor gives this to Batman at the end of the story. Now, yeah. I know that Murphy says in the epilogue that this is something that takes place that was supposed to take place in White Knight. I don't remember that mm-hmm. pocket watch being there. But yeah, my thing is, what if the pocket watch is something that he wants to play with in the Curse of the White Knight because we are getting a whole lot of history of the Waynes. Maybe that is some sort of heirloom that we will learn about later. Well, that's the thing. So, okay. So, if... I mean, hold on. Let me actually... I'm going to read the epilogue because I want to make sure... Because he says it in here somewhere about... This actually takes place between, I think, six and seven, if I'm not Okay, so, Sean Murphy. P.S. I originally intended this story to be part of Batman the White Knight Volume 1, but I ran out of space. So think of this one shot as deleted scenes that falls between issue number six and issue number seven of Batman Curse of the White Knight, something secret about Mr. Freeze. So it's actually, that's how it references, because it can't really tie into the first the first book, because he's Batman's sitting with Harley here. And Harley's and him are like friends now. Yeah. So they so, weren't really friends in the first. But see, one. the thing is, for me, if that's the case, mm-hmm. I think they released this at the wrong time. Now I understand Victor Freeze, Von Freeze, Fall, Winter. Yeah. It's the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I can see how they wanted to do it, but yeah. I think they should have probably released it between six and seven. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so. I guess that makes sense. What issue are we on now? Four? We are on issue, Five? I think, four. I okay. think. So, yeah, we'll oh, see. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure we'll be talking about that next week or two weeks from now. Yeah, because I, I, it's been a while. I think two weeks from now. Or, or yeah. I, well, yeah. actually. That series has actually been good. I think it's next month, actually. Because we. Is it monthly? It's monthly, I think. Is it? I don't. Have we. I don't think we've talked about it in November. It's been a while. It has been a while. Because. Yeah, because uh, we had Barbara possibly getting paralyzed. Yeah, I think at the end of I that think one. it is monthly. Holy crap. Yeah. So it's been a while. But from that, we are going to move on to Batman 83, ladies and gentlemen. This thing is, in my opinion, awesome. Uh. Uh, but, of course, as always with this story, we're going to let Clay talk first. Because <laughs> Clay is the one that always has issues with these books. Now, so Clay, go and here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here is the thing. I can't even speak. Episode 1. <laughs> episode 1 of Batman News Weekly. Mm-hmm. And now episode 15 of Batman News Weekly. We're finally getting the, like, I guess the 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 emotional answer, answer to what mm-hmm. all of this means, you know, whether it be, yeah. you know, of course, with a Batman, uh, with a Bat family, what this means for the Bat family afterward. Uh, so we get this book. Very first thing, 
Bruce just wakes up because, of course, he had passed out from being shot in the last yeah. issue. He wakes up and he realized immediately that Alfred is across the table and dead. He freaks out. He runs mm-hmm. towards him, cradles him. He's crying. He's very emotional. Throughout this whole thing, though, we get uh, some words from Alfred. And we can yeah. always assume when things like this happen, this these were probably his last words. And he just wanted to jot them down for Bruce because it says he's quite possibly not going to make it out of this whole situation, this whole uh, city of Bane. He's not going to make it out alive. And, you know, it's very emotional. You know, Bruce covers him with his cape. He, you know, starts to get angry because it says on the wall, you are not Batman. He tries to get out of the room. There is a brick wall just right there where the door is. And he starts punching it. He starts you know, kicking it. He just wants to get out. He's so angry at this whole situation. Because I'm going to make a Guardians of the Galaxy 2 reference here. Thomas may have been his father. But Alfred was his daddy. <laughs> like, that was a good reference <laughs> to put in there. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you that. So... Of course, Bruce is so emotional. He throws the table. He like he like I don't know if you've ever been this emotional before where you don't know what to do. And what you're going to yeah. do is just let your body just like you're going to scream, you're going to yell, you're going to throw things. And this is exact cuz I can 100% say that this is probably what Batman is thinking. He has lost his dad. He has mm-hmm. lost his father, and he doesn't know what to. He doesn't know what to do. And so yeah. he finally, you know, is next to Alfred, and all of a sudden, boom! You know, mm-hmm. the the brick wall explodes, yeah. and Catwoman is just standing there, and he and he she says, "He is ready for you." They walk mm-hmm. through the door. You see the Bat family, and you're like, "Why are they all like?" stoic and stuff why aren't they saying hi but then you see of course psycho pirate right next to thomas wayne and the ventriloquist and he says you know this are you done with this you know i've got your woman i've got your family you know this needs to stop is it done and Mm -hmm. you know batman is looking all stoic looking down he looks up and he says it's never over Mm -hmm. because you know, it's it's just not with Batman, with these heroes, whether it be Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, whoever, the fight is never done. That is just something yeah. that is, you know, just iconic. And he says, mm-hmm. uh, you will never stop and neither will I. And then it says next, the secret history of Thomas Wayne. Now, I did yeah. all of that explanation. But in reality, all I could have said was we already knew that Alfred died. And then Batman sees his dad again. That's the entire issue. Now, of course, there's a lot of emotional stuff that Tom, uh, that Tom King is putting in that whole sequence with Bruce. And don't get me wrong. If you're invested in this story, it's going to be emotional. I was invested in the story, and it is emotional. But my problem is... 15 weeks ago mm-hmm. that is how long it has taken to get to this emotional excuse me this emotional spot yeah. and it just didn't hit me as hard as tom king probably wanted it to and so that's the that's the one minor thing that i have to be completely honest is 
I'm reading this. I can see how people are probably getting the feels. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, I already knew that Alfred was dead. Mm-hmm. And you can't even say, oh, well, you were assuming. Because at this point, they've already said, and and we've already talked about it in this podcast, maybe two episodes ago, that they were making yeah. a Alfred RIP. Yeah. So it's already been confirmed. Literally, the only person who doesn't know is Batman. And so, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I want to know how he feels, how he's going to react, you know, what that situation is going to be. But it just, in my mind, did not hit as hard as it probably could have. And, yeah, like, I almost wanted, like, instead of just that one room by themselves, I almost think it would have been better if they were in this room here where they ended mm-hmm. and Batman was like tied up and he wakes up, looks to the side and looks at the other chair and Alfred is there. So that way you get mm-hmm. interaction with other people and he gets to like yell and actually like show this emotion and you could still get that narration from Alfred, mm-hmm. but I still want there like, cause for me, like, yeah, there's at that point, there would be a lot going on. So you would kind of look at Alfred's words as like, oh, you know, I could read that later. But yeah. I feel like that would be more of like a, oh, crap moment. Like, oh, this mm-hmm. is like really getting to me because I could read everything that's going on in that room. And then afterward, I'd be like, OK, let's just read the Alfred stuff. And then that I feel like that would have hit me a little bit harder. OK, I could see that. And yeah, that that's a solid point. I personally think the him being trapped in thing is a little bit better in my opinion because I think Tom King wants you to focus on Alfred's words and that's why you don't have I guess what you just promoted you know where everything else is going on and I thought it was pretty solid like I I loved that granted we talked about this at work so it one the thing that sucks about us finding out RIP is already a thing is that's the one downside about comics you know the one thing about comics if you are somebody that actually reads them week to week and you are somebody that follows stuff on social media or follows, you know, writers and all this stuff. They promote their comics weeks in advance because they have to. They need you to buy the next one. So more than likely, you're going to get spoilers. You know, you're not going to see that same thing from directors. You're not going to see that same stuff from, you know, um, TV producers and all that stuff. They're not promoting. Well, unless you're, you know, they're working on Gotham because they needed people to watch that. <laughs> um, so they pr- they promoted that crap and gave you all the spoilers all the or time. Or Spider-Man Homecoming. But, yeah, same. <laughs> but for the most part, comics is really the one medium that, you know, unfortunately does spoil big things in advance because it needs you to buy those next issues. And, you know, for some people that are like, I'm done with Tom King's run because I haven't got the answers. They have to promote this. They're like, oh, yeah, look, we have this book coming out in two months. That is so and so's or whatever. You know what I mean? So that is one downside, and I will say that uh, I agree with you there that it is unfortunate that we do get the answers before we actually see it in the book. Um, but I did make this kind of point to because I know Clay said that he wished he, you know, it's been 15 weeks or whatever since we actually got the answer. I've told Clay the way I read comics, this isn't for everybody, but I read comics as how you would watch a show. And I think uh, specifically with Batman. There was 10 issues, if I'm not mistaken, right, Clay, of the Nightmares. Mm-hmm. It was 10 issues. So that's where a lot of people dropped off of Tom I think King's eight run. Issues. I, it wasn't exactly okay, 10. So but. It, it was, yeah, it was close. So there was all these issues of Batman being in this nightmare trance. 
And the way I read that is that happens in one sitting because he's tra- he's you know tied to this machine and they're pumping drugs into him or anything and he's fighting his way out of. That would be one episode in a season of a show. And that is how I read these comic books. So whereas you can look at something in real time where people are like, that took you know X amount of time. I totally understand that. But I guess the way I read these books, the way I enjoy them is like, if this was a TV show, like I'm just like, oh shit. And you know, there have been plenty of great shows that end like episode two or three end on a cliffhanger. And you don't get that answer until episode six or episode seven. Like, it's just a way, it depends if there's, it's usually shows that have a lot of characters, like The Walking Dead, right? Mm -hmm. The Walking Dead usually does that. Like, if something crazy, it leaves you on a cliffhanger with Glenn, right? Glenn was huge. We didn't get that answer for, like, four episodes. Everybody's like, what the hell? They took his name off the credits and everything to make you think he died. Like, you know, and, but everybody loved that shit, you know what I mean? So, I guess, I can totally see where you're coming from. You make a solid point with that. But I guess just in my opinion... With my mentality of reading it like a show, I had no problem with it because I knew we were going to get that answer again. Even on this podcast, we were like, is he alive or is he dead? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because I loved that in those issues of 78, 79, you know, we were like, oh, Alfred's not dead because he phoned Bruce. So he's alive. That's awesome. And now we found out in this story that Alfred actually did that purposely. He lied to Batman. Because he was like, I need him to come over here. I need him to be Batman. And the only way, there's no way for me to escape. He thinks I can be safe. I can't be safe because, you know, Thomas Wayne has thought of everything. There's no way I'm escaping this. So I'm just going to play my part just like the way Batman would play his part. And I'm going to say that I'm okay. Damien's going to come in. He's going to do his whole thing. And we're just going to keep this ball going because he is Batman. He will rise like he always does. And he will save the day. So that's where it kind of hit me. Because, you know what, like, the ending of this is like, uh, one thing Clay didn't mention, the ending of this comic, it's actually Batman stepping to his father saying, you know, it's never over, you're never gonna give up, I'm never gonna give up. He's like, let's do this one more time, father, for Alfred. Personally, and I'm hoping this happens in the next issue or two, that Bruce tells Thomas to his face, he's like, you're not my father, Alfred is my father. Yeah, That's what I would have preferred. And that's that's end. one thing that I wanted that I, I that I absolutely want because here's mm-hmm. the thing here is the absolute truth Thomas Wayne is from a different timeline his yeah. Bruce is dead his wife mm-hmm. is dead Bruce is from this time his dad is dead and his mother is dead now in some psychotic way because let's face it bat like flashpoint batman since the very beginning of flashpoint has been seen as psychotic he is not right yeah. in the mind he is thinking that this Bruce is his responsibility, which yeah. is kind of driving people mad, but it's it's part of his character. And so mm-hmm. I really want that to be addressed. I want Bruce to say, hey, you are not my father. You are just some you know psycho from a different timeline that for some reason thinks that it is your job to take care of me and your job to rule my life, and that's not going to happen. I really yeah. need that to happen in either the next issue or the last issue. Yeah. Personally, I think if Batman just admits to Alfred being his true father, I'll be happy with that because I guess the way I see it is when it comes to Bruce, like although he I think Bruce knows this is genuinely not his father cuz he saw his father died in front of him, he's just like 
wow, like this is I could finally talk to him, you know, I never got to say goodbye or whatever. That's how he sees him. But I think, you know, he's so smart that he knows it's not really his father. Even Damien's like, you're not, you know, you're not really my grandfather. You're just some guy. Blah, blah, blah. You're not Batman. You know what I mean? But I think, you know, just for sanity's sake, I think Bruce is just like father, father, father. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, that's just kind of how I see it. But I am hoping just for the, you know, honor of Alfred that after Batman finally kicks, you know, uh, Flashpoint Batman's ass, that he's all like, you know, now it's time for me to go bury my father. You know what I mean? Like my actual father, Alfred or whatever. Yeah. And so I was kind of hoping that, you know, Tom King would say it here on the last page instead of the for Alfred thing. But if he has a bigger moment where he's all like, you know, my father, blah, blah, blah I would be totally cool with that. Um, but yeah, like I said, I enjoyed this issue. I, uh, I had mentioned it on this podcast before that Thomas Wayne, I thought, was the bigger bad than Bane. I think Bane was just a puppet, and they even had that you know cover of you know Thomas Wayne being the puppet master to Bane. And uh, I want to see what's going to happen. I think in the next issue, we're going to get all of the answers because it says the secret history of Thomas Wayne. We should find out the whole thing with Skeets. We should find out how he got there. We should find out why he's doing this, blah, 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 blah. And if we don't, then that would be a big misstep by Tom King, who I've been in his corner a majority of this time. There have been some dialogue choices and some things that I would have preferred to be done slightly different. But for a majority of this, I've loved his stuff. You know what I mean? I think it's been a solid story. It's not like when I read Superman 6 and then didn't read anything until Superman 12 and nothing had changed. (laughs) You know what I mean? I feel like there's there's been story here, even though you made the comparison from, you know, our first episode to episode 15 that we haven't got reveals. A lot still happened in that amount of time, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But just with that individual thing with Alfred being dead or not. And, you know, you were right. You know, we said, hey, if Alfred's not dead, it's a cop out. And it's Mm -hmm. definitely not a cop out. He actually killed him. So bravo, you know, sticking to it. And I and I tell people all the time that have this argument of like, oh, it's going to be a bad idea for Tom King to kill Alfred. It's either it's either Tom King kill Alfred now or Mm -hmm. Bendis kills off Alfred with 5G with, you know, aging him so old where he's going to die of old age. Now, do you want him to die of old age or actually die in an actually meaningful story? So, yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, to those people that complain of like, oh, there are no stakes. You know, he writes with no consequences. He just gave you a huge ass consequence. And if you're bitching about it now, well, then what do you want? What do you want? He literally killed a big character in a story and he's staying dead. Yeah. And like so. And if you're upset about that, then I don't know what the hell to tell you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because I feel like at times, because it is comic books, anybody can bring this back. I'm sure after 5G fails, which is our prediction, there's going to be some crazy cosmic event that resets everything back to New 52 or Rebirth or whenever, when everybody's still alive is pretty much what it's going to be. And everybody's young and vibrant and nobody remembers 5G. And um, you know what? That's when you bring back Alfred. And that's when you pick and choose whatever was actually good from 5G somehow makes it back or whatever. Um and God, so I, I highly not. expect Alfred, yeah, I highly expect Alfred not to be dead forever. Um, and I will make this promise right now. If I become the Batman writer and he's still not back somehow, I will bring him back to you guys. That's what will happen. Uh, and he won't be in AI form, which clay that's Clay's prediction to be in 5G, that Alfred would actually be AI. We got a sneak peek of that in Batman Metal, that he just turned out to be a crazy AI and killed everybody. Yeah. Um, but... 
it was still pretty awesome. But yeah, if they wanted to make Alfred AI, I'd be totally down with that. Like if he's just still helping Bruce somehow with his voice and all that stuff. Um, I think that would be pretty awesome. But uh, overall, uh, there wasn't a lot of Batman going on this week. Um, but I'm just happy we got 83 and we only have two issues left in Tom King's main title, Batman run. Yeah. And then there's no Tom King Batman for two to three months. We haven't got a date when Batcat comes out officially yeah. yet. We're assuming March. Yeah, we're assuming March, but we'll see. Yeah, and then, um, you know, we'll go from there. He is doing something with Watchmen, so maybe there'll be some Batman in there, but I don't know when that comes out. I don't know if that comes out right after the button. I don't know who's drawing that. He hasn't well, said anything. Uh, we know that Doomsday Clock 12 is coming out December 12th or December 18th, one of those two. Uh, so possibly just like a one-shot, you know? It is something that yeah. can possibly tie into Doomsday Clock, but we'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But uh, that is basically everything we got for you, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say thank you to everybody that's been watching us for 15 weeks listening. now. Um, I was, yeah, listening. <laughs> well, technically, you could be watching a just thumbnail on YouTube. <laughs> so if you wanted to do that, but whether you're listening on whatever plat uh, podcast platform you listen to us on or on YouTube, we really appreciate you guys. Remember, you can hit us up. On our social medias, you can find those in the descriptions of the podcast or the YouTube videos. Um, but as always, ladies and gentlemen, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember to wake up in the morning and ask yourself something. I'm a daily dose of juice. See you guys next time.